Forced Migration Review, Issue 55, June 2017. A Camp Redefined as Part of the City by Cyril Anap Was what was built at La Liniere in Grand Synth in northern France a traditional refugee camp or a new kind of urban district? The La Liniere settlement described here was overcrowded and made of wooden cabins. It was destroyed by a fire in April 2017, but remains a cause of controversy between the supportive mayor of the town and the central political authorities. The presence of migrants at the La Liniere camp in the town of Grand Synth on the north coast of France, was officially accepted by all public stakeholders in May 2016. This followed the provision of Maine's services to the site and the construction of 300 wooden cabins by Médecins Sans Frontières, MSF, and the town council against the national government's wishes. After several months of indecision, it was agreed that the camp would be jointly managed by the town hall, central government, and a paragovernmental organization, AFEJI. The site was no more isolated from the town than other local developments. It was close to the largest shopping center in town, and the town hall announced its desire to redirect bus routes near it and add new bus stops. The mayor consistently expressed his desire for its inhabitants to have access to and use the town's numerous public services. It is a pattern for cities rather than the state to find that they are the real key players in welcoming refugees. Quote, states grant asylum, but it is the cities that provide shelter, end quote, said a joint statement by the mayors of Barcelona, Paris, and Lesbos in a blog on 13th September 2015, end note one. British and French organizations installed collective kitchens and dining rooms in the camp, along with a school and an information center, a language learning center, and a play area. In addition to handing out meals and clothes, they also offered a wide range of services ranging from tennis lessons to cookery classes and raising awareness about permaculture. As well as the MSF dispensary and a Red Cross station in the camp, the exiles had access to all the public health services provided at the local council. According to researcher Michel Agier, a camp has three main characteristics. Extraterritoriality, the camp is not part of the surrounding area. Exception, the camp is not subject to the same laws as the state in which it is located. And exclusion, the camp is a marker of the difference between its inhabitants and the inhabitants or visitors from outside. End note 2. These conditions were only, to some degree, fulfilled at Grand Synth. The site of the camp is not extraterritorial, but stands in the heart of the metropolitan area, close to a landscaped park and lake, and it is served by public transport. The exceptional nature of the camp was a reality if only because of the way it came about. But in a letter signed by the mayor and MSF and on display in the camp, noted rights of its residents. Access to shelter, protection, hygiene, food, care, education, culture, and neutral and impartial legal information for an indefinite period. Finally, the mayor consistently stated that the residents were not excluded from, but had access to all municipal public services, even though this does not give them the rights of European citizens. A 
Officially, no new people were supposed to come to the camp once it had opened. In practice, no one was turned away, at least until late June 2016. In any case, the number of occupants had dropped steadily from 3,000 when it opened at the end of 2015 to 700 in mid-2016. However, the destruction of the jungle camp in Calais reversed the trend and the camp's population rose to 1,700, far exceeding its capacity of 700. The camp's future. Thinking through future scenarios involved a number of principles for the camp. The first was that it was a place that was open to those arriving and also allowed people to leave it easily. It could not be closed but could either expand outwards or become more densely occupied. In either case, this goes hand-in-hand with more flexible, less rigid land laws where dynamic usage rights replace static spatial rights. The architecture that goes with this type of openness needs to adapt to the size of the human units, families, or temporary groups of people who live there. This means architecture that can provide a technical service which ranges from shelter from the vagaries of weather to kitchens and toilets, and which includes heating and ventilation systems. But apart from the technical capabilities that everyone is entitled to expect, and apart from the general layout and design of amenities, spaces and public furniture, the individual architecture should express the customs and culture of the people who live in it. This is about creating a place whose architecture is ergonomic, intelligent, useful, and social. Such a place must also be able to become a place of economic production. We may therefore want a right that would allow the emergence of microeconomic initiatives or at least places where things can be produced and people can work. In an article entitled The Perfect Refugee Camp, American journalist Mac McClelland reflected on the persistent tension between the two poor choices generally offered to refugees, the camp or a precarious life in the city as terrible a solution as living in a camp. End note 3. Even though the city may seem to allow better integration, it subjects exiles to violence and tension. At one point, numerous exiles in France had a third choice, the Calais jungle, This was a hybrid solution between camp and precariousness until it was demolished in October 2016. End note 4. Nonetheless, what was being built at La Lunière was being done with local actors who were uniformly and consistently engaged. La Lunière was more and better than a refugee camp. It could have been a place of welcome and integration, as the mayor, Damien Carême, wrote in a book published a few days before the destruction. Quote, It is a new neighborhood of my city, and I will take care of it in that way. Its closure will happen only when the Kurdish situation improves, or when the migratory route does not pass here anymore. The refugees are in charge of the agenda. End quote. End note 5. Cyril Anap, ch at ir-architecture.com, architect and engineer, acts and cité, www.actesetcites.org, and assistant professor, École Nationale Supérieure d'Architecture, Paris-Belleville.
www.paris-belleville.archi.fr End note one. Ada Colau, Anne Hidalgo, and Cyprus Galinos, 2015, We the Cities of Europe, 13 September 2015. End note 2, Agier M, 2014, Un Monde de Camp, La Découverte. End note 3, McClelland M, 2014, How to Build a Perfect Refugee Camp, New York Times, 13 February 2014. End note 4, See Article Written by Michael Boyle. End note 5, Damien Carême with Marilyn Beaumar, 2017. On ne peut rien contre la volonté d'un homme. Stock, Paris. FMR is an open access publication. You are free to download, copy, distribute, or link to this article as long as it is for non-commercial purposes and the author and FMR are attributed. All articles published in FMR are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License.